Hi, my name is Yasmin Tarehi, and this is Gateways to Awakening, where we host one-on-one conversations with leading experts in wellness and spirituality. Today's episode is about body wisdom and the sacred woman with Queen Afua. Queen Afua has over 40 years experience as a holistic health practitioner and wellness coach. A pioneer in the green foods movement, Queen Afua is the author of six books, the creator of Heal Thyself product line, and the CEO of the Queen Afua Wellness Institute. Queen Afua has devoted her life to fighting the overwhelmingly high rates of hysterectomies, fibroids, hypertension, and other diseases by teaching people how to understand and utilize the power of food, self-care, and holistic healthy choices as an empowering lifestyle. She's inspired over a million women, men, and children throughout the U.S. and the Virgin Islands, Canada, the Caribbean, Africa, and Europe. And she is the founder of Sacred Woman, a rigorous rites of passage program for adult women that is taught internationally. And I'm so excited to have and welcome Queen of Fu on the show today. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Thank you so much, Yasmin. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> so Queen, can you tell us what does it actually mean to be a sacred woman in your words? Um, what it means to be actually an awakened healer. Women are healers by our very nature, how we embrace, how we um, hug, how we go to nature to heal. So it really is to awaken your inner healer, that she is a healer. And I'm witnessing it because women become in a state of, they come to me because they're looking for healing. They're broken emotionally or physically or mentally. And they start to heal. They start to take on a holistic lifestyle. And once they do that, then they realize I have power to heal, just not just me, but my children, my husband, my sister friends, my elders. And they begin to do that while they're even in divisive passage. Why do you think women are so disconnected today, you know, from their true self, from their femininity, and specifically their womb? You speak a lot about the idea of womb health, Queen, and I'd love to talk about what that means exactly. Well, womb health is on the opposite side of womb health is womb disease. I have found that whether 98% of women either had a womb issue, dis-ease, mental, emotionally, physically, spiritual relationship, or they're in one right now, or depending on their choices, they're about to go into one or repeat a cycle that they can't seem to get out of. So the womb health, womb wellness is when a woman is um, having no pain. That's a, that's a clear sign, no womb pain. And I remember even as a child myself, when I first got my menstrual flow, that was the beginning of my womb pain. And it did not let up. The pain just transformed into other levels of womb pain, relationship womb pain. Uh, menstrual wound pain, even having babies wound pain, but it was just an ongoing theme of pain. So when you when you're able to heal yourself holistically and naturally, you begin to release that physical, that emotional wound pain and trauma. And you speak about the first moment you had this wound pain, which was the time you got your period. I, I would like to speak mm-hmm. about that because I think it's so interesting how 
as young women in culture, we're sort of, you know, taught to ignore that period of our life and just move on to other, um, you know, parts of our life. And I know you do a lot of work with rites of passage. And so what has happened in culture when it comes to a woman's, you know, period and not honoring that sort of transition into adulthood? Well, because the period, I mean, even I remember at age of about 12 or so, and um, the minister was speaking of the curse. And he brought in, of course, talked about Adam and Eve. I was sitting next to my mother. And that women were the downfall of humanity. And when we took the apple, which apples are healthy. <laughs> apples will move your body from an acid to an alkaline state. It clean out the colon. You know, so anyway, when she took up that apple, that... Um, she was she took humanity down with her. And so as a result, women would be suffering from pain from that point on. And we have taken that on as a, a pain body. So I and all women who have their menstrual flow, I don't know, maybe one or two in my life that they've had their menstrual without pain. But it's it's really lifestyle. I found that if you come into a natural lifestyle, vegetarian, vegan, or semi um, starting to cleanse and detox, that you don't have to suffer from pain. It's just a, ladder, a matter of a lack of knowledge of self. So that norm, that is the norm, but that's not the optimal. So when you're in pain, it's hard for you to tell a woman to embrace your menstrual flow when she's already in pain. It's like embrace that you're getting beat up every month. No, you must embrace wellness so you can really appreciate having your menstrual flow. You're fertile, you're vibrant, um, you're youthful, so all that it comes with it. But if a woman is hemorrhaging, that's what I call the women, the average woman has a menstrual flow of four, five, six, seven days, sometimes two weeks. And that's a hemorrhage. And a lot of women are getting blood transfusions as a result of that. So if women are healthy as little girls, and they are healthy as very young girls, when they finally have their menstrual flow, then they're not going to suffer. And their menstrual flow may be for a few hours. And it'll be, a, it'll be like a light pink. It won't be a, a heavy red because it won't be heavy bleeding. And so she really is about the womb healing. And when she gets her womb healing, then she, at that point, she can fully embrace and love her menstrual flow without having an undercurrent of why am I suffering if I'm to love this time um, in my life? It's a contradiction. What does it mean to be in a healthy lifestyle and to purify yourself so that you can have womb health instead of you know being in a place of womb pain? What does that look like to you? It looks like um, clean relationships. Um, Oftentimes, we have a lot of residue from relationships, anger. We're angry at what our mother did or didn't do. We're angry at what our fathers did or did not do. We're angry. There's a lot of people who speak about feeling the sense of abandonment. Um, and then we grow up as women, and then we have relationships that reflect the upsetness, the um, hurt, the woundedness, and we marry into it. And we continue the cycle that we had as a young child, young girl. Um, our relationships with women, we come to our sister friends and we complain about how our life came. 
or because we're not happy, we're not feeling satisfied. That's the norm. Um, and so we have pity parties, we have eating parties. I mean, when I was younger, I would go with my girlfriends and we would eat toxic foods together, you know, and enjoy the process of toxic of poisoning ourselves and not knowing that's what we were doing and at magnifying the suffering. Um, even to gossip, I just had to catch two young women today and they were around me and they were about to gossip about another young woman. I said, no, that's not sacred. Watch what you say. Maybe that sister needs help and support and healing. So watch how you're speaking because it, just what you're doing, it can also happen to you. And they just, they were able to shift that. And that will show up, you know, when you're, um, your, your life is now toxic. Your finance is now toxic. Your, your money comes and then it goes, or you don't attract money. Or your house is in a disarray. Your home reflects what you feel and how you feel and who you are. So if you have stuff in closets underneath things and hidden from you and just confusion in the house, it really shows there's confusion and constipation and suffering in the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions. So when I mention thing about cleaning up your life, I mean, clean up everything. And my friends laugh at me because one particular, she's one of my editors of, of my book. She says, how are you doing that? I said, I'm doing fine, but I'm cleaning up my life. She started laughing. She said, you've been cleaning up your life for the last 20 years. I said, I know, <laughs> I'm still doing it. You know, my thoughts, my actions, my deeds, what I'm attracting, that's karma. You want good karma. You want good call and response. You want life to come to you on the highest level. So I just keep cleaning up another part of myself every day, you know. So that's um that's how I see purifying your life. Wow. Then things become clear <laughs> and they should become healthier and more loving. And it gets more exciting. I had a conversation with my granddaughter just that she said, she said, Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna really go into my room and really clean it up. I said, oh, great. And she's excited about it. I said, good. Miracles are going to come out of this cleanup. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's such a powerful definition of what it means to purify your life, Queen. I love that so much. And where do you th suggest that people start? Like, I think for some people, there's like excavation that needs to happen, right? And for others, it might be some lighter dusting, people who have been doing the work. But where where do you suggest people start when they are trying to purify their life? Like, is there like one particular area at a time? Do you do everything at the same time subsequently? What, what do you think? I would say um, get a journal. And that's your personal healing journal. Write down all the areas of your life that is not working, that's confusing, that's not yielding love and, and beauty and peace. You know, write all that down. But that's the part of the cleanup to identify, to be able to see it. And you say, wow. So this is, it's, a, it's like a revelation. So this is what's around me and in me. And then take another page and then write down all your relationships that reflect confusion and disarray and gossip and all that, write all those relationships down. And then you're going to get a chance to see yourself and what you have created. And then you just take one thing at a time, start with your diet. You know, that's a simple way to begin to clean up your life. Just say the next three days, maybe Friday to Sunday, just see what it feels like and just be on fruits for cleansing and vegetables, salads and melons and 
um, water and herb teas, and just some a small 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours of just living according to nature, eating foods from the garden. And if inside there you want to have something that's off, it's going to be minimal. And then lemon water or lime water in the morning. And do that for three days. When you come out of those three days, that's your inner retreat. And that inner retreat, you're going to start to see your house different. You're going to start to see your relationships different. You're going to see how you feed into some of those negative relationships and how you say yes to some of those negative relationships that you should be saying, not, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this now. Your mind is going to start to clean up. What we put in our systems is what we're going is really what we're feeling. And then what we're feeling, then we put that into our systems. And then we become a magnet to either, if we're toxic, we bring more toxicity to us like a magnet. If we're clean up, we bring more positive energy towards us and to us. And then after that, I had to ask my granddaughter, I said, well, honey, what made you shift? Well, she had some supernatural help yesterday. And she was so happy about it. So she said, you know, yeah, I'm, she just shifted. I said, I had this trap. What happened in your life that made you get excited about doing something that's going to really heal up your life? So those are the simple things of doing some self-care, focusing it. And the simplest way to do it, even if that's too much, take a healing bath. Run yourself a warm bath of water. Get some natural bubble bath. I mean, get really ready for this beautiful bath you're about to give yourself. Put in a pound of Epsom salt or Dead Sea salt. Put, you might put a few drops of rose oil in, some self-love. That's a forgiveness love bath. Turn off the light, light a white candle, light the candle in your heart. Immerse yourself into this water, this bath, and just let go of the world. Stay in there as long as you can, 15 minutes, 30 minutes tops. When you come out, you're going to feel a sense of clarity. It's just going to come over you. And then just sit down, shower, let all that go, and just get something comfortable to dress in, and then journal. Write down what you feel about yourself, about life, and that is part of the cleansing. Those few things you can do. You can do it. You can be very elaborate and take segment training. And that's every seven days we're cleaning up different parts of ourselves. Or you can get very simplistic with the bath or start clearing out your house and, you know, clearing your thoughts and all of that. Powerful. I love that so much. I think all of us need a dose of that, especially after this last year of the pandemic, right? It's Mm -hmm. been very stressful Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. So Queen, can you tell us a little bit more about your take on optimal nutrition? Uh, You talk about the sacred foods, altar work. Can you tell us more about that? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Well, to me, um, based on the gateways, it's all about coming into Ma'at. Ma'at is a woman, uh, the spirit of a woman, and she has wings. And we have wings, and when we elevate, rise above, we're able to fly above it. And her name is Ma'at, and she represented a nation. And what came out of the consciousness of Ma'at, M-A-A-T, um, is she represents balance, Truth, righteousness, reciprocity, harmony. That's the spirit that we want to take into everything we do. We want to bring that harmony and balance and into everything. That's what holistic health is really based on. That's how I see it. That it's we strive when we get a massage treatment, or we get Reiki, or we get reflexology, or we go take a sweat. 
we're really striving to get to a place of harmony and balance because we go, we go to it because we're stressed out or we're hurting, we feel wounded or we don't feel loved. So Ma'at is really about love. And, and it's also about relationships, having healthy relationships with yourself. When you're having a healthy relationship with yourself, you don't eat junk food. <laughs> when you have a healthy relationship with yourself, you don't eat a lot of animal content because it's going to cause you to be angry. When you have a healthy relationship with yourself, you don't take sugar unless it's from fruits and you keep that in balance because you're going to be quick to anger and have mood swings. What we put into our bodies, has a, it speaks to us. It tells the story. It tells where we are, what we are, how we feel. So when we put foods from the garden, the simplest way to look at food is I want to have, as I want to have one day or 24 hours of just eating foods that grow out of the soil or vegetables that grow out of the ocean, your dulse, your kelp, your nori, your sea moss, um, your fruits, your vegetables, your whole grains, um, your nuts and your seeds in moderation, just 24, 48, 72 hours of eating foods from the garden. And then you will see a shift in how you think, much more higher thoughts, how you feel, you won't find yourself being so quick to anger, to what you say, you'll find yourself being less gossipy or you won't be just angry about life and cursing your life. You're going to start to feel more in tune with nature because we are nature. And when we take the foods that heal us, our elements, air, fire, water, earth, we address all of those elements in our food. We're in harmony with nature. Nature's in harmony with us. And what comes out of that is good health, mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually. It's almost like magic. It's like, wow, I'm cleansing and my life is, is healing. How did that happen? How did that person become nice to me all of a sudden? <laughs> it's your frequency. <laughs> it's your energy. Food has energy or not. Wow. And do you do any kind of like fasting rituals, like maybe once a year, or is that kind of something that you don't think is part of your diet? I think everything is a ceremony. And, and uh, a ritual, just waking up in the morning. I I had the best wake up this morning because I was laying in the bed. I just took my right knee and stretched it into my chest and extended it up. And I took the other leg and I bent into my chest and I extended it up. Then I brought both legs in and I extended them all the way up to the sky. And that in itself, something so similar, and just saying, I thank you most high for waking up in such a positive way. That is a ceremony of waking up. You know, your whole life could be more exciting <laughs> when your ceremonies and um, rituals of, of womanhood and self-love and self-care is such a gift to be a woman and to be a woman who's awake to her, to her inner healer. It's like the greatest gift on the planet to me. And so that for me, it's um, my whole day is ritualized. I do womb yoga dance in the morning. I do a few movements which is a system that I've developed. I was a yogi, I've been a yogi for since the 70s. But out of that, I developed a system called womb yoga dance to heal women's wounds, hearts, and, and womb mind. And then something, you have, have a, always have a bowl of limes in the house and squeeze yourself one or two limes every morning. And that will make sure that if there's any gas, any congestion, it will help to take the body from an acid to an alkaline state of, of health and well-being. And then use your water, your hydrotherapy. These are things that we've done in ancient Kemet. We've used water therapy. 
And to this day, there are, there's a beautiful pond of water next to Kepra in Kemet where the one would come in and they would have a spiritual bath and they would go into a three-day fast and do their healing and their meditation would be the next. Ma'at would be the feather that their heart would become light. Um, so this, these are just some, and then even in this time and age, women could make a smoothie. I have a, my favorite smoothie, um, whom, and I, I did it <laughs> on the very table. I was so happy with Jada Pickett and family. And I, the womb fruit julep, the blueberries, raspberries, cranberries, blackberries, put that in a, in a your blender with Two with a juice of two or three apples, blend that together. That's a womb fruit julep. It is so delicious, but even more than that, it's a blood cleanser. And a lot of our emotional baggage and issues and mood swings because our blood is toxic, or it's been passed down through our grandmothers and mothers and our fathers, the toxic blood in our DNA. So the very the womb fruit julep is a way to clean up the blood. And when your blood is clean, your pressure is down, your emotions are balanced, and you are more at peace. I love that. I'm going to go make that smoothie uh, as soon as I go to the grocery store and get some of those those fruits. <laughs> sounds sounds delicious. <laughs> it is. It's delicious. You know, healing is delicious. Many people look at healing as self self sacrifice. You're going to miss something. No, what you're going to miss is a bad attitude. <laughs> <laughs> You'll let that go. It's going to shift everything, your whole reality. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. Queen, can you, for people that don't know what it means to go from acid to alkaline, I think it would be great to just uh, quickly define that. Like, because I think most people don't know that most of the foods that they're eating are acidic um, and and what it means to be in in a, you know, balanced uh, state. Yes. Well, it's, uh, we, uh, this, most people are on the acid side. And these are the foods that um, cause acid in the body. That's and which means your body's not going to process it. And if it does, if it processes it, it processes it on a minimal level, and it's in the system, and it grows the cancer, and it's growing the high blood pressure, it's growing the diabetic condition, it's growing the stress levels, and the um, forgetfulness, and all that. And that's your dairy. If everyone checks your diet, they can see, oh, if I have a list of things that, that I'm going to share with you, you can say, okay, I take about 70% of that. And that's why I have these issues. And we want 70 to 100% of the alkalines, I'll share that. So that's the dairy, milk, cheese, ice cream, eggs, yogurt. That's one. Um, two, that's the animal content, the beef, pork, goat, lamb, chicken, all of that. There's, there's how you prepare your foods. It's the fried foods. It's the microwaving. It's um, eating late at night uh, can cause acid in the body. Poor food combinations um, can cause um, issues in the system. So that's your, and white flour products, white rice, white bread. And the symptoms of it is constipation, is stress, and some of the issues that I just mentioned. That's the lifestyle of acidity. And that is what's causing most people's issues. That's the fast food. You know, people just have grabbing, grabbing go. Well, they have beautiful grab and goals. Some of them are salad bars, which a lot of greens. A lot of people are shifting. Even stores, health food stores are growing and people are becoming more conscious of food vegetable markets and that's happening now too. But now on the um, alkaline side, that, that is in harmony with nature, that is your organic 
fruits and vegetables, not the GMO. When you uh, be very leery of any fruits that have seeds removed, watermelon, it's, it's like it has no life. You can taste it, it's like pink water. Um, they, they've taken seeds out of lemons, they've taken seeds out of limes, seeds are being taken out of melons. Um, and, and that food is uh, devitalized, it has been tampered with, and that's the GMO. So we want to say fruits and vegetables and whole grains and organic nuts and seeds in moderation. Of course, your water, then specific teas that are going to keep you clean and rejuvenated. So the acid foods are that that depletes and causes issues and disease in the body and physical and emotionally. And then the alkaline foods that are from the garden, those are more natural. And of course, the, also the ocean, the sea moth and so on. And that's that's really and if you go if you can't go it's a it's a, the point is seven point five if you go under that that means you're acid then you can get that you can get a saliva test if you're above it you're pretty normal but I want us to get out of being normal and I want to get into optimal so that's why I, I, I welcome people to start on a lifestyle not on just a diet not just on I'm just going to do this until I get, lose my twenty pounds. I'm going to do this because I have high blood pressure. I lower my pressure. No, you want to live the life so you don't go up and down. That you just keep rising up and rising. I'm still refining my lifestyle after uh, 50 years. (laughs) (laughs) It's a way of life. Wow, Uh, so inspiring. And uh, Queen, can you talk to us a little bit about? Now I'm actually curious about your (laughs) daily. um, You know what you eat during the day and. And how also you mentioned a little bit about how you start your day, but how do you ensure that you're on track for health? Like, do you actually measure your um, pH levels every morning or is it just once in a while? What, what do you do? Well, you can do that. In the beginning, I would say um, do your pH levels the first month until you get into a rhythm. What, I, what, I, what I've done is I've laid out for everyone, including myself, and I have it, I know what it is. And that's a daily holistic checklist because it's not just the foods but the actions that we're doing and so I base it on retreats I've been I've had a history of doing retreats over the years so I took my retreat um, lifestyle and I put it into my how I teach people how to live holistic and natural so you have what's called morning wellness activities you have midday wellness and then you have sunset wellness. So if you can keep that going, then you're going to be, well, I'm going to go back to my granddaughter. She said to me this morning, she said, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm going to do in my room? Since I have a bathroom in my room, she has a whole world in her one room. She says, I'm going to start having tea in the morning and tea in the evening. <laughs> I said, that's a good way to monitor yourself because if you stayed up late at night and you're out of or you ate late, you're not going to get tea in the morning. You're going to be so out of it. And then if you don't eat, and, and then in the afternoon, and if you do really well during the day, you're going to want to be in your regime because you're going to look forward to this cup of tea. So if you could keep, you, that's her way of saying, I want to come into my eye. I want to come into holistic divine order because I see the miracles that you're doing and I want to join in on that. <laughs> so, so for example, in the morning time, I would, I'd be flying out of the bed. I, I'm inverting which means the feet are three, I put three pillows at the foot of everyone's bed. 
pillow one on top of pillow two on top of pillow three. Rationalize all of those pillows. And then what happens is your head is lower than your legs, which allows you to have complete circulation to even get out of the bed. So what does that do? It gets rid of var prevents varicose veins. It prevents numbing pre-stroke, numbing of the hands, the face, the neck, uh, because the blood is flowing and it's, you're doing it every day. And then it, it helps if your uterus is prolapsed, which is by the time you're 40 or 50, it's going to be dropping. You, it pulls it right back up so that you don't have to suffer from popular hysterectomy. If you have congestion around the heart congestion and this plaque, because of the dairy, the junk, and the fried and all that, that will help to clear that out. So it's a good way, the inversion therapy, I call it, is a good way to monitor yourself every day. And you do 10 minutes every morning before you get out of bed and 10 minutes before you go to sleep at night. And you massage in your, your core. So in that you massage your core. So if you have um, heavy bleeding normally and you have a wound pain and cramping, you could actually massage a lot of that congestion out of your core when you're inverted every morning. And it's an ancient African um, movement of exercise. I was looking at the oldest text um, ever written on spirituality, and it comes out of ancient Kemet, and it's called Egypt. And it shows an upside, because it's written in um, Metro and Terror, but it's also written in glyphs. And I was looking at this book for 20 years, and then all of a sudden I saw this upside down being. I said, that's my inversion. <laughs> <laughs> that's a gift to be, to invert. That, that gives you um, supernatural uh, youthfulness. You know, I'm, I'm a mature woman, but I keep up with those who are around me in their 20s and 30s because I invert every day. So that's a basic, I have a whole talk on, and, and talk forever about that. Then after you come out of that, you take bits of the water. Whether you're taking a bath or a shower, I said, don't take your bath in the morning because that's going to that's make you so relaxed. You want to just take a shower in the morning, woman, cool, woman, cool, woman, cool. And you should look for brush and, and all that. And then after you do that, then have your going to kit, nutrition kitchen, your kitchen lab, and make yourself some lime water. And if you have parasites, congestion, if you're concerned about your immune system, put in there a piece of garlic. Or if, you, if you're congesting your lungs and you're showing some symptoms of the cold breath, go ahead and peel a piece of hand of like a knot of fresh pressed ginger. It could prevent a lot of the issues that we've been having right now with this cold breath if we start to live um, a healthy, vibrant lifestyle. Yes. Take that. That's like your king of a flush. Then you make your, your, um, your smoothie. I just told you one of them. You know, you can make a smoothie out of um, papaya and mango. You can make a smoothie out of apples and pears. You can make it out of all the fruits and some that I shared with you. And then you have a fruit bowl, a fruit platter that complements what you were drinking. Mm -hmm. And if you have your nutrients, like I have a detox kit that one can order. I have a wound care kit and I have a kit that's for the average person trying to come into a natural lifestyle. And so then you take, you can have your powders, your, your nutritional vitamins and minerals to pump yourself up. Your breakfast is done. You do, and then you do, you, what, you went biking, you went power walking, figure out something that you love. You have to do movements that you love and hear. If it's dancing, then you dance, whatever the movements are. I love to walk, I love to stroll. I also love power, I love biking. Find a few things that you can do to keep that body moving. Because if you don't move it, you will lose it. You want to keep those joints at, lubricated, those ankles lubricated, your back vibrant, all that. So that's your morning wellness. At midday, it's real simple. A liquid lunch, 
and a solid lunch. Your liquid lunch would be your vegetable juice. If you get vegetable juice in the middle of the day, you keep your energy and your stamina up. That's when everything starts to really active and move and calling and contacting and following up. You'll find that if you start to do that, vegetable juice, specific ones for different healing, cucumbers for the, the nerves, celery for the hair, um, turns for the bones, you know, different juices. I teach that in, the, in my books. And then you have lunch. Whatever you're having at lunch, you repeat again for dinner, make enough for two meals. So that would be your choice of your proteins. I say have a, they say have an apple. I say have an avocado or two a day. That regulates your colon, keeps your joints vibrant and healthy. And you have in your vegan protein, lice easy to digest. Along with you can work with beans and peas and lentils and all of that. And have a huge salad. Make the salad 50% of your meal. So you're getting an, um, more live food into your lifestyle. So you're eating sun-cooked foods. So you have, you'll be radiant. You'll be vibrant every single day of eating foods cooked by the sun. And then you can a little bit of the whole grain. Um, and and it's, it won't clog you up because you have so many greens in your system. When it's steam your vegetables, just don't microwave them. Do the slow cooking. And that's really your day. When the sun goes down, you want more to eat. Don't have starch. Don't have protein. Even if it's whole grain and natural, have a fruit of choice. And don't eat too many combinations of that. Just have an evening of watermelon. Have an evening of cherries. Have an evening of citric oranges. Keep the food where there is proper food combination. Have a cup or two of tea. Go to bed early. Don't just sit up and carouge. <laughs> Go to bed early. When you wake up, a day like that, your mind's going to be so sharp. Your spirit's going to be so on. You're going to begin visions. You're going to begin to write that book. You're going to begin to do that job and that work. You can create your own work, become an entrepreneur, make that project you've been waiting to because you feel so in tune. So now your blessings can begin to flow. That's a day. That's how I live. And that's what I encourage others to do. Mm. Wow. That's so inspiring. I am personally very inspired. And also, I just can't wait for our audience to hear this message because I think so many people are living kind of, you know, under the the health balance or whatever, whatever you want to call it, like not living in moderation even. I think a lot of people, just because of even just the way the GMOs are in the, the food and the way, yes. the way we're, we're so kind of overworked and we make a lot of decisions that are not, um, favorable for our optimal health all the time. I think when it comes to sleep, when it comes to eating, when it comes to relationships, all of it. So I love that so much. Queen, I want to talk a little bit about and switch gears um, to talk about rites of passage and uh, what you call the nine gateways. I think rites of passage are becoming more and more popular. I think they, of course, used to be po very popular and in this kind of modern society, we've sort of lost a lot of our rituals and rites of passage. And I think especially so for, for, um, women, uh, who oftentimes are not really acknowledged, you know, throughout many journey, uh, critical points in their life. So yeah, I'm just curious if you could talk to us about the rites of passage and the nine gateways. Well, a rites of passage is really to, should have been given at the age of 13, up to 16 when you're coming into your womanhood. The purpose of the rites of passage is to teach you how to be within yourself in wholeness, how to be within your community, 
how to be viable so you're not growing up and hitting and missing and attracting and taking on relationships that are sick and you don't know what you why you came, what is your work, what is your purpose, how do you how are you going to be viable? How is you know it's if you don't have a way, a pathway, you are going to have a lot of trauma. And that was it, that's happened. Um so, so for example, and it has to come back. I believe that most cultures are not uh applying the rites of passage. It's a new it's a new age, in this new age, we're just living, but we're not becoming ourselves strong women. And with the African American community, the Caribbean community particularly, the 400 years of being stolen and working on plantation, stolen off the land. So that means in that it's in it within itself, you're eating not from your natural way, which is called soul food. You are not following any culture, no, any tradition. The language has been stolen. The clothing has been stolen. How you make a livelihood has been taken. Your family, your language. So what do you become an empty shell? And then you are now, what's put into you is a slave training. And women are not getting married. Um, as young women, they are being sexed. So they're sex machines. Uh, to, that's part of the plantation. So that now, women, so now it's okay. Now you have a family, you skip, after 400 years, eight generations, now you are so for free to go where and to do what and to build on what. Do you have seeds? Do you have your wood? How are you building your home? And you go out and, and you go. And some stayed on the plantation, even when, when freedom came, so-called freedom came, and they stayed on the plantation because they were so frightened, they did not even know that they could survive without that plantation. And so that training was deep. And it was part of that was Willie Lynch. And it would, it created a division. There was, Willie Lynch was a man that came in and taught the slave owners, so-called slave owners, how to um, keep slavery active, alive, and viable. Keep, separate the dark from the light, the man from the, the male from the female, the house um, slave from the, a field hand and the elder from the youth. So for my people to even come together to unify is a work. And my father taught me about unity. My father was an entrepreneur. And um, he always said, we have to, of the way for our strengthening is economics and working together. And if we don't, we're not going to survive. So it's the unity that builds all the various tribes. So the rites of passage helps to bring the unity. The uniqueness of the sacred woman's rites of passage is to teach the women from womb wellness is the first, as a form of healing. Food is medicine. So we have our national word using words as medicine, using movements as medicine and healing, um, being into our inner child and beginning to um, to heal her because she's been abused, she's been cursed at, she's got beat up. She went through some things, that little five-year-old, seven-year-old. So many women are still crying as adult women because of what happened. And all they do is recycle that emotional pain. So um, working on that because beauty is, is really from within. And so that gateway deals, for example, Hetheru, which she is the keeper of children, but also a beauty. But you cannot get into your, your beautiful self if you're feeling beaten from inside, from words that were said or actions that was taken or you was yanked and you was not respected as a young person. And the elders were in their own stress zone. 
Okay. And then we have from intuition inside of sacred women. We did, we, the power of a woman to one of the greatest powers is her intuition. And I call it really impeccable listening. And when we are totally tuned in to listen to our inner voice, then we don't keep repeating cycles. And we say yes to things that are in alignment with our good. And we say no, and we have the strength to say no to things that are going to deplete us and break us down. So your intuition will come and save you. And that inner voice, we call that God, that inner voice will come in and help you to make healthy, vibrant decisions. Because you can make a decision on taking someone into your life and say, I think I want to be with that person. They meet with that person and you just are in a traumatic relationship because you just want to have company. But what kind of company would you bring in and and how well will you take care of yourself? So that, because you will attract who you are. It's going, to, it's going to, until you heal that up, you keep attracting. And then we're going to a gateway of my art, which is healing relationships, getting to your earliest relationships and healing that mother and father. And maybe you cannot heal them, but you can heal yourself and how you respond. And that will then open up some doors for sometimes for the parents to grow. Children can grow their parents. And then that, then go into the seat of us. And that's the place where we tap into our left and right brain. You cannot attract positive male energy into you until your right and left brain are in harmony. So I give you exercises to do that in this rites of passage to bring that about. And that also brings your wealth because the right brain is your intuition as the feminine principle and your left brain is your economics and your power. So you bring both those brains together, you're a superwoman. And then you get a chance to be on what Ash means. Miss Cole Isis, you sit on your throne. You sit on your throne of power. And you begin to build from there. And then we have the ninth one, um, which is Nefertum. Nefertum says, and that was that's the original lotus. It's an African concept, the lotus. And her name is Nefertum. Here's her name, Nefertum. And it says, out of the mud of suffering and pain, when you bathe and wash and fast and juice, you get a chance to blossom. And you become beautiful, become radiant. You, you send a beautiful aroma out into the world because it's based on aromatherapy too, the aroma of the soul. And so that is Nefertune. And then we, and we stay blossom women. And then the other two gateways that just came into the book, because this is, um, the book has been out for 20 years, but now we have the, um, the, the new book. <laughs> um, what did I learn over those 20 years? I talk about in the book, what I've, what I've observed but then it's two parts. One is sacred time. And how do you have a powerful one day and one day becomes two, becomes seven, and you follow this roadmap of the inner guardians. And I, I starting from four in the morning, waking up to your meditation and your affirmations, journaling, channeling. I'm not a writer, but I write a lot. <laughs> and, and because I can channel, I just sit and be still take my tea and I listen. I ask the questions and they just pour out of me like a river. So between my hours of four and seven, I'm encouraging one to rise up early. You want to get your treasures. We have treasures inside of us and we can tap in. And then the treasure chest opens up and we've been to say the wow. <laughs> We're the oh wow. And, and then it just goes from 12 o'clock from Neverhead to 12 o'clock. That's Mother Oz and how you womb your life. 
It's called manifest. We say woman fest and sacred woman. And then by the time you get to the closing of the day, then you're going into um, heteru, which is about self love and cultivation. That's when you take your healing bath, put your clay pads on your castle. You start to really edify and, and say thank you. At the end of the day, you should say thank you. Um, the ancients would say at the beginning of the day, you um you will be the 42 laws of my eye and will say, I will not. At the end of the day, you say, I have not. So you've done a great job. And so you can say thank you to your higher self. And then you sleep. When you go to sleep, you don't really sleep, you rest and you knit. And you rest in the evening time at noon's hour. And then you'll have visions. And when you wake up in the morning, you will have caught a vision. And you say, oh, I know what I'm supposed to do with my life. Hmm, do that again another day. Oh, I know who to go to help me. Hmm, another day. Oh, I know who the finances to help to build on the vision. So those are the gifts of sacred time. And the final one is Meshkinet which I live in all the time, and that is birthing purpose. I have found for a woman to really be happy, she has to live her purpose. If she does not live her purpose, no matter how much money she makes and how many relationships she has and where she lives, she will always feel a sense of unfulfillment. We all came here for something special, and we must live it. And you know when you do something that you just absolutely love, you don't have to pay for it, you have tapped into your purpose. That's like the beginning stages. But you can also get wealthy from your purpose. Wealth building can come out of that. So those are, that's the way, the pathway of sacred women. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. I love that. And I love in particular the, the dream, the visions, um, and being able to take your dream journal and really make sense of it. Because I think, you know, it's a powerful tool that I think a lot of people are not using. So, uh Queen, I know we're running out of time, so I just have uh, two more questions. I, I feel like I could talk to you all day. I think um, you're such a fascinating person. I love your questions, actually. <laughs> oh, thank you. Your questions made me go all the way in. <laughs> I was doing my homework. They said, what are you doing? I'm doing my homework. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's amazing. I mean, you you do go so deep into, into the way that you think about things, so it's obvious that you've been very contemplative and you spent a lot of time in this work and I'm, you know, very inspired by even just the way that you're, you're describing, uh, the answers and yeah. And I think so many of us are, are, uh, new to this space and our audience is, is really kind of all over the spectrum when it comes to their connection with their spiritual journey and connection to self. So, yeah. And the book, by the way, that I'm referencing in this talk, which we'll leave in the show notes, notes is called uh, Sacred Woman. Um, I believe it's called Sacred Woman. And then there's a lot of other books that you have written. And I also wanted to give a shout out to a book that's coming out called Wound Care Love by Queen uh, Fua. So please look out for that. And we'll also include it in the show notes. Uh, so Queen, can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Where did you learn your philosophy from? Like, how did you become Queen Afua? Oh, well, I can't, it became, it started as a teenager. I was 16, 17 years of age and I was chronically sick. I had asthma, chronic allergies, hay fever, chronic bedridden PMS, arthritis, and I get headaches. I was an artist, but I was a sick young woman. And I went on a healing retreat. That really shifted my whole everything. And I came with, I didn't have my medication for whatever reason. 
I left it home, my asthmatic medication, my pump and all that. I got off the bus, the grass, the trees kicked in, and I was scratching and wheezing all at the same time. And I was in a state of panic and fear and shame. And I said to my inner self, didn't even know about it inner self, but I said, what am I going to do loud inside of me? And I heard the voice speak to me. That was my first teacher. The voice spoke to me. I, said, I, I learned later on that was a, that's how I see the creator, the light, universal light, the most high in turn. Okay, the different names. But the voice told me my first thing to do, eat grapefruits, lemons, and oranges. And I looked over to the left. I was in the cafeteria. I put my suitcase down with 40 other people. And there was a, a bowl of fruit. And there was rose hips tea. I remember that. And I know that, that rose hip seed for, was for me because that was the vitamin C that I needed. And I took the grapefruits, I took some oranges, and that's what I did. And the whole day I drink water. I heard my first teacher within an hour after all that happened. Because now I'm drinking it and I'm eating this and I'm still wheezing. His name is Dr. Johnny Moore, a master herbalist for 50 years. He was at 50 years a master at that time. He's now an ancestor. And he was talking about the power in the plants and how nature can heal us. And he was giving testimonies of miraculous things that I never heard of before. And I remember I read a little bit of vaccine back then, you know, and I, but he amazed me and I bonded to him so deeply. He, he, we walked together years after that and I saw miracles happen, how he would connect to nature. Another one of my teachers was um, Baba Ishangi. Bobby Shangi taught me a healing through dance. So I, a cultural African dance. So I, I studied dance with him. I studied herbs with Dr. Johnny Moore. Then I became, I started to study yoga with Mark Becker. Mark Becker, um, he was one of the pioneers in the European circle of yoga practice. So I studied yoga with him and I started studying um, uh, energy reading. He would always have many different healers come to his center in Manhattan. And I started to learn how to do radionics. And um, I would do the um, readings, since I've been doing the readings for about 30 years, picking up people's energy field and seeing what their blockages are, what they need to do to rectify that. Then I said, a, a dear uh, healer named Lewis Harrison back in the day, and he taught me holistic health, natural healing. And then uh, at the femininity and the grace came to two people. One is Empress Akweke. She showed me the grandeur of being a woman <laughs> and the beauty of being a woman. And I was her, uh, her daughter's dance teacher. So I went to I went to her house, one of the parents, she was one of the parents of these two young girls. I went to visit the mother and she came to the door with this head wrap and she was going up to the gods, as they say, in gold and silver. And she had a, bowl, a coconut a gourd in her hand and she was drinking um, a sesame milk that she made from her kitchen lab. And she had these herbs drying in her house, but she made her own herbs, compounds. And she was the most extraordinary free woman. I said, I want to be like you. <laughs> 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 she's an ancestor now, but she was a, she's extraordinary culturalist. And um, these are some of the ones that um, inspired me. My mother and father, you know, my first teachers, I didn't realize until later on. My mother kept business, very organized. My father was an entrepreneur, but my mother kept his records and she was impeccable. I'm still trying to catch up. Um, so my mother's still here on the planet. She's 97. So she taught me how to be gracious and graceful. 
I'm very grateful to that to her because I carry that into everything that I do. Mm, wow. Amazing that you had so many role models and inspirational leaders on your path. That's that's incredible. Most people have one or two and you've had so many. So, I mean, that's incredible. And uh, I see just, you know, that you are doing that for so many young women today. You're their role model. So I appreciate that. And uh, I'm sure many people do. And Queen, what do you want to tell our listeners about their health and wellness? What would be your main takeaway? Be fearless. Mm. and love yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and make an affirmation with your whole soul. And I want you to say this affirmation every day, the beginning of your day and at the end of your day. You can take these few words and just make it your own and say the power to heal is within me and I have the mighty power to heal myself. That was my first utterance when I realized when I went on that retreat, I was in within 24 hours. I did my fast. I was in front of a fireplace that heat hit my chest, my lungs, my sinus. The next day, all this mucus came out of me. I never had an asthma attack after. I walked this path from I've walked this path from that moment to this moment right now. Don't think about leaving. Think about growing. Write everything down that you want to accomplish in your well-being. I don't care what it is. The sky is the limit and there's no limit with the sky. Write everything down and then take your journey and take your walk. If you need a coach, I have trainings to help coach you through, to walk you through. Stay in a holistic community. Don't leave your holistic community. Grow with it. Stay within it because you can be distracted so easily by a conversation, by something on the internet. You've got to stay in the circle of wellness to be in the circle of wellness. I'm still in the circle of wellness and everyone around me is healing on some level and different levels. Some are lax over vegetarian, some are all vegetarian, some are vegan, some are um, uh, live food eaters. We're on different levels. Some are flexitarians eating their chicken and fish, but they take their herbs and their live juices. And just stay in a circle. And that's going to be your protection, you know, until you, you'll start from your circle being in, you'll start forming circles of wellness. And that's how we're going to spread healing globally. It's a global healing. This is our time. Do not be frightened because of the pandemic. Don't be a part of it. How you could not be a part of it is to take care of your immune system. Everything that you eat must be on the highest frequency, the highest level from nature, and your immune system will be protected. Your respiratory system will be protected. The Most High is protecting us, but we have to participate and protect ourselves with nature's call. Wow. What a call to action. So inspirational. I am in awe. And I also love this, particularly now, right now, where I, I think people are drinking and smoking. And I don't mean that to shame anyone. It's just that it's so interesting that we have just come out of a pandemic and then we've been wearing masks and then people are just taking horrible care of their, their body and health. So just an interesting... They don't, you know, it's not, it is interesting because they think it's over because it's been announced that is somewhat, now you can come out, but they're coming out with their ha toxic habits that they had before. And, and for some, it's been a wake-up call. And some who have been on Australian defense of wellness, they are all the way in. I'm So I've seen on that level of people. And those who was already was toxic and they're not even trying to go that way, they're going to keep that going. And then it's just going to 
continue to, they said it's been a surge, you know, and so that's because people have not changed their habits. We have to heal. And this is our time. So let's embrace it fully. Yes, yes, yes. We have choices. Amen. <laughs> we have choices. Amen. <laughs> uh, Queen, where can people find you? Are there resources that you can point folks to to learn more about you? Maybe um, list a couple books that uh, were, are very popular, books that are coming out, any websites? Yeah. Yes. Um, com. Those who want to start their 21-day detox your life journey, you can be a part of that. We'd love to have you. I don't care what you're suffering from. I cover 103 issues with the products and the teachings, and you'll get that support on a weekly basis. Um, the other new project, I'm, I want to dance, sing, shout, wombcarelove.com. Um, please take a look. I have, um, we're actually having a, a Womb Care Love reunion this Friday. Um, for those who just took the retreats, we have about 700 women who took the retreats over a year. So they're all going to come together and we're going to celebrate. So come and be a part of that community. We do. And, and look at the book. It's going to come out on the 31st. Please go ahead and get your advanced copy. Um, it's all good. And then also we have our Womb Care Love Kit that's going to be launched next Monday. So you can get your four products that's going to help to power, empower you and fortify your womb elemental energy. So so that's what's up. That's what's coming up. That's what I'm excited about. I'm so thankful that you have me on this. I'm you have your vibration is just so lovely. And I feel such a, a anchor, a, a lift, a, a support. I feel your wings. I'm on your wings. That's what I'm feeling. Oh, thank you so <laughs> much, Aqueen. I feel the same way about you, by the way. You've just like completely inspired my path and like re-energized me. Because, you know, I think it's sometimes it's difficult to continuously stay focused on what's important. There's a lot of distractions, I think more so yeah. now than ever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and community, having that community is important. So... I'm so grateful to you and I'm just so grateful for the work that you're putting out in the world and all the women that you're inspiring. So thank you again for your time. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. And I feel your team. I thank your team <laughs> <laughs> for making this a reality. I totally appreciate everyone. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for our audience, thanks for joining and for listening. In this episode, we learned about body wisdom and how to be a sacred woman with Queen Afua. And you can tune in to Gateways to Awakening, where we host one-on-one -on -one conversations with leading experts in wellness and spirituality. Thanks again.